Hi, I'm Eric Galindo, Training Director for the FSI Training School. For individuals and businesses, we offer certification courses in CPR and first aid through the American Heart Association. And also the Vehicle Safety Inspector course for the Texas Department of Public Safety. Courses are available every week for your convenience. Call me, Eric, at 210-314-2615. That's 210-314-2615. And now a word from one of our Bible Live sponsors. Our company is so proud and excited to sponsor the Bible Live. As a businessman, I have to make decisions every day about how to best invest time, personnel, and resources for the best return and results. The scriptures say there are two things on earth that will last forever, God's word and the souls of people. It's my hope that you, your family, your church, and perhaps even your business will pray about giving a tax-deductible donation to the Bible Live at this time. Together, let's expand this historic broadcast of the scriptures to other cities across our nation, a sound investment for both time and eternity. You can donate by credit card at the Bible Live website www.thebiblelive.com or mail your check for The Bible Live to P.O. Box 18888 That's P.O. Box 18888 San Antonio, Texas 78218 What makes Rose Cleaners the best in dry cleaning? They do my laundry the way I like it. The wonderful customer service. Personal quality. I have some things I like done with my clothes that I ask for and it's always done. They do good work. I just love Rose Cleaners. Very excellent customer service and uh, they've made me very happy since I've been here. They've got friendly employees when you walk in and um, they haven't lost any of my clothes in 19 years. Rose Cleaners, serving San Antonio for over 20 years. Welcome to the Bible Live Quiz Hour. It's time to test and grow your knowledge of the Bible. Have fun and win valuable prizes and resources for yourself, your family, your church, or favorite ministry. Here's how it works. Listen to the Bible Live Scripture Reading Program. Weeknights at 8. Not a program about the Bible, the Bible itself. Hear a 15 to 20 minute reading each weeknight. The entire Bible every year. Then on Sunday nights at 9, join us here for the Bible Live Quiz Hour. So we will ask questions from the past week's Bible Live readings. You call in with the correct answers and you win. It's just that simple. So get out your Bible, put on your thinking cap, and hit that speed dial. Because here's the host of The Bible Live. Your Apache Indian scout through the book of books, Soapy Dollar. to you, Jacob, as you just said uh, about the Jewish perspective uh, as we read through the scriptures, it's always important to remember that this is a book written in Hebrew by Jewish men and and about Jewish men and women, about their history, about their tradition, about this revelation, this involvement that the creator of the universe, the God of the universe, had this he began with this man named Abraham and Sarah. We're reading about it right now, chapters uh, 21 through 36. In chapter 12, we start dealing with Abraham and Sarah. And th- God starts dealing with the Abraham and then Isaac, his son, and then Jacob, 
And then as the 12 tribes of Israel go down into Egypt, we begin to follow the, the, the history and the times of, of a people group that comes to be known as Israel. And, of course, Israel is simply the name of Jacob. God uh, met and dealt with this individual named Jacob and changed his name. He said, from now on, you'll be called Israel because you have wrestled with God and won. So they, uh, they, they become the children of Israel, the descendants of Jacob, Israel. So, in other words, we're, we're looking at this the, as God rolls out this revelation of himself, special revelation of himself, to the human race. And, of course, we have other revelation, the sun, the moon, the stars, the seasons, and the, the, the revelation, the general revelation that God has given to every human being on planet Earth in our hearts and as we look around us. But also we have this special this special revelation. And it's all Jewish. It's all from hey, this uh, particular people group. Sophie, could I make a testing suggestion? Yes. Uh, I saw somebody calling. Maybe we've lost the call already. But um, I was going to say, maybe we could take a call and see if you can hear them. Um, but I think the call is already gone. Yeah, that's going to be our problem, Jacob, is we uh, don't know at this point with this brand new board, we don't know how to uh, take a call. We have a call ringing in, it says right now. Yeah, it's the light's flashing, so I know there's a call. Why don't we try and see if you can hear You them? want me to try it? I can uh, give it a shot here. <laughs> They're lining up now. Can you believe it? In, in days when our phone works, we just um, we don't know for sure. But let me just try. Let's see what happens. Uh, you're calling and speaking with Soapy here on the Bible Live Quiz Show. Who am I speaking with? With whom am I speaking? Is anyone there for us to do it? Tonight, I don't see or hear anyone, anyone on the line with us. Um, yeah, we're not. Let me try another line here, just in case. This is the Bible Live Quiz Show. Are you calling in to visit with us tonight? Hello? <laughs> we're giving it our best shot, folks. We're just not getting anyone on the phone line. Um, well, we just don't know if we're on the air, and we don't. No, know we're so we we're, we are not on the air. I oh, just asked somebody. Well, I'll keep talking, and somehow or other, we need to to find out how to be on the radio. Uh, there's our phone. Are anyone really calling, or are those those aren't real calls? I hit a button to start. No, because the light is coming on up here. It is. It's flashing over there. No, that's telling us that we've got cancel our silence. Oh, uh, I went and checked that to make sure. Ringing in. Ringing oh, someone is calling in. Okay, now I got it. Let's see. Good evening. Thank you for calling the Bible Live uh, Quiz Show. Hello? All right. We're giving uh, our best shot to get on the air tonight. Okay, we're going to see if we're going we're gonna to try to get you on the air. Uh, we're, we're dealing with new equipment this evening, so uh, I apologize. Let's see what we can find. Um, May I get your first name, please? Or no, 
Bernadette. Bernadette. Oh, wouldn't you know it? The females are calling too much. Oh, hit this. Well, but we need to get ourselves on first, right? <laughs> Good evening, everyone. How are we going to know if we're on the air? I can hear myself through my earphones, but I don't. Do we have a monitor of the um, of the air signal? We are okay, having I just some technical difficulties. Sophie, I just checked. Brand I just new equipment. Yeah, I just checked. No sound. No sound still. Thank you for thank you checking that, um, Jacob. We are giving it our best shot to get on the air to connect with you to find out how do we get on the air. Let me see. Is there anything? Um, I don't know. We'll turn everything there is on the board up and on. It looks like everything that can be on is on. Um, telephone. Uh, any of these number three? No, they're not. None of them. Mm -hmm. We'll try that, and we'll see if we're on the air. All right, let's see if somehow that magic button put us out on the airwaves. You are listening to the Bible Live Quiz Show, the Bible Live Quiz Program. We are trying to get ourselves on the air. Uh, brand new equipment this evening, brand new board, like I'm um, like a calf looking at a brand new gate. It looks like we're not able to come to you tonight with the quiz show. We're not figuring out how to get on the air from the studio, from the talk studio here at KSLR. Let's see. Um, hmm. Well, you know what I'm thinking is that maybe we're not going to be able to be on the air tonight, Jacob. All the mics are on. We've got all the microphones turned up. We're hoping that you can hear us out there on the radio. We are hoping to be able to come to you with some questions here from the books of Genesis, chapters 21 through 36, and in Psalms, chapters 6 through 10. Uh, any evidence at all that we're on the air yet, Jacob? Anyone? Jacob is... Um, Connecting with some folks he knows that are trying to listen, and they're reporting that no, there is no signal uh, to this point. Uh, there is still no signal. Let's see what we can find. We'll try putting on every, pushing every button we know how to push. Let's see somehow if we don't turn something on that lets us all hear each other and lets you hear us out there on the radio. I don't. Mm -hmm see a solution um, phones are ringing people are letting wondering where is the bible live quiz show hey Harold can you hear it all so we're keeping it keeping it going let's see if no, somehow no, the, we're well, not broadcasting we're off the air 
on the internet, like yes. But we, we're having a real problem. We can't broadcast on the air. They got brand new equipment, and it's not going out over there. Well, only I mean, on the I internet. We'll try here to see if we can get anybody to hear the program. Let's see if we can uh, hit a few more buttons. Nothing, okay. We do need to keep talking, though, because there'll be no way that people know that if we're on the air unless something is going out, being broadcast. Can we put some music out and see if... Maybe we can put some music out there, John. And um, we can continue to reach out. Let's see if we can find some music. Maybe we can maybe put out something that, and see if we can get it broadcasting. You want me to bring up some music? I I know where some music is. All right. Did you hear him? We are hoping to be able to bring the program to you this evening, but we're having some te- technical difficulties in the studio. We are now on the air somehow or other. We understand. Thank you for joining us for the Bible Live Quiz Show. We're having some technical difficulties this evening, and uh, hopefully we're going to be able to get to you and continue through uh, the evening with the Bible Live Quiz Show. We've got every button on this new, brand new board. We've got every button pushed. Uh, Jacob, are you uh, on the air? Can you? I'm not hearing anything on the earphones, but I'm asking. Soapy, I don't hear anything from you either. Okay, so you can't hear me, Soapy. I don't hear you through my headphones, no. So I don't know what that means, except the good thing for <laughs> Jacob, the good thing is that folks can hear me. I mean, yes. that's the most important yeah, thing, well, right? I think that probably is the most important. <laughs> well, thanks, everyone, for joining us for the Bible Live Quiz Show. You're being awfully patient, and you're being part of the solution because we're getting your phone calls, and folks are letting us know uh, that they can hear us or they cannot hear us, uh, that we're coming through. I understand now that we are actually broadcasting to you, and uh, we'll see if uh, sooner or later we can get Jacob up here as well uh, to join me on Yeah, Soapy, I just heard microphone. from somebody. We are listening on the air. Are you? Are they hearing you? They're hearing you, not me. They're hearing you, me. Well, that is the important thing, Jacob, is... Uh, uh, wait a minute, wait a minute. Let me tell you the rest. Uh, <laughs> Not yeah. really, folks. Okay, it's sort of, it says they can They can hear me talking. But, yeah, but, probably because you're in my microphone. Oh, that, that could be. Um, it could be that you're speaking uh, from across the room and they're picking you up on my microphone. It could be. This is the Bible Live Quiz Show, folks. You are in touch with us. We are on the right wavelength together. Finally, we at least, I understand at least, that you're hearing my voice. Uh, This is Soapy Dollar, the host here of the Bible Live Quiz Show, along with Jacob, uh, my good friend. And we are working our way through. We've got a bunch of questions in our hands to ask you tonight if we can come to the point where we can. um, Oh, I've got it. I've got it. John, you did it. You're actually hearing something. Okay. 
So he's here. You're hearing now, right, Jacob? I, I am. Jacob is hearing, but he cannot be heard still. No, no, no. I just got it. They're hearing us both They're now. hearing us yes. both. What well, e- how about that? So, what, uh, whatever uh, John just did, thank you, John. That was wonderful. Okay. So now then we're going to see if we can take some phone calls in just a moment. We haven't even really gotten um, uh, any questions out on the airwaves yet. Do you want to try to take a call and see? If- yeah, let's see if we can pick up somebody. Let's see what happens. If I hit this button, this is the Bible Live Quiz Show. Soapy here. Are you, are you able to hear my voice? Let's see what happens if I hit that button. You're listening to the Bible Live Quiz Show. Thank you for joining us. Who is this? Uh, don't hear a voice. Let's see. Uh, is there someone listening? Uh, we Our music, our, the first part of our segment is over, so we're going to have to that take a, a break. Short, that was a short half hour. That was a short half hour. It didn't seem like we got to say hardly anything, right? Yeah. Do, do we get to still charge for that, or do we get docked for that half hour? Oh, we'll, uh, well, <laughs> you're going to be my, my Jewish uh, front man on that, you know. I'll let you take care of that, Jacob. We'll, no, I'm sure we'll, we'll come out all right with it. But the important thing is that we're on the air. Finally, we're both talking. This is the Bible Live Quiz Show. We've, we're going to come at, back in just a moment. We're going to have some questions from Genesis chapters 21 and, through 36. Uh, let me, can I have time for a real quick question? Sure. Okay. This is a question I want everybody to think. Where in the Bible is the first time that God tells somebody to build a temple in Israel? Where does that occur? And that'll be our first question. Is where, that right? Where? No, yeah, that's the question. Where is it? Where in the Bible is it? Are that's, we going to be surprised at the answer? Well, I think we all are. Okay. Anyway, in fact, if we be able to talk about it, we will be. We will come back after this break. If you'd like to give us a call, the phone number is 340-9585. 340-9585. And if you're dialing long distance, our number is 877-630-5757. And we have some questions for you. Um I'll give you one question just before we uh, take our break. David, in Psalm chapter 6, David accepted God's punishment for his sin, but he begged God not to discipline or train him with with what attitude? With what attitude? Come back in just a moment. We'll, you can join us. Dan Shelton with offices at Loop 410 and Broadway has taken care of the Dollar family, that's Suzanne and me plus our three children, for the past 25 years. Suzanne, tell the folks about our dentist. Well, like you say, Dr. Shelton is a dentist for a lifetime. He's got the latest technology. He's busy, but I've never had to wait. And I never dread going to the dentist. In fact, he and his staff are so personable that I actually rather enjoy it. Go to DrShelton.com or call 590-7878. Well, Elizabeth and I went to Express Lube, and our experience was fabulous. We got in and out of there in literally 20 minutes. When we went to where we had got our oil done before, it could take us two hours. The service was very friendly. You can really trust them. They were super courteous. They vacuumed out the entire front of the car, which was surprising. I didn't expect to receive that kind of service. And their name is their game. Express Lube is accurate for the name of their store. 
And with 23 stores, there's an express lube near you. I want you to meet my friends at the Laptop Specialist. Pioneers since 1982 in serving the military, business, and personal computing needs of our city. Our ministry depends a lot on our computers. And whether it's repairs, service, upgrades, or even the purchase of a new machine, the James family and their great staff keep our equipment working, freeing us to do what we're called to do. Go to thelaptopspecialist.net or call 344-4563. 344-4563 for their two locations. The Laptop Specialist, Nature's Factor carpet cleaning expert, Shayla James. What makes Nature's Factor better than the older carpet cleaning processes? Older systems saturate your carpet, leaving your space unusable, sometimes for up to a day because of their long dry times, plus leaving you with the risk of fungus and the dangerous chemicals left in your carpet. With Nature's Factor, our quick dry time makes your home or office space usable almost immediately, while our green solutions eliminate the possibility of fungus and are perfectly safe for your children and pets. Nature's Factor, carpet cleaning for the 21st century, 831-3535. Join Barry Bass every weekday morning for the KSLR Morning Ministries, including Through the Bible, Renewing Your Mind, Truth for Life, and Focus on the Family. Weekdays from 6 to 10 on AM 630 KSLR and KSLR.com. Take the world with its glitter, without love, cold and bitter. I'll follow the one who's God's only son. Walking with my Jesus hand in hand Gone away is the old strife Here to stay You're listening to The Bible Live with Soapy Dollar We sing and we smile mile after mile Walking with my Jesus hand in hand Once I trod the path of sin and sorrow all right, we are. We think we are back. We're not quite sure, but uh, we are listening to some of the uh, kind of converted Christmas songs. I guess we're coming up on Thanksgiving week, and we already so eager to start playing Christmas songs that uh, those have made it into our rotation. Yeah, I know it. It's called Walking in the Winter Wonderland, but it's been it's been baptized, Jacob, into Walking with My Jesus hand in hand. So. Yep. I am playing music and talking at the same time. How about that? <laughs> How about getting Jacob to sing a song as well? Well, we are back. This is the Bible Live Quiz Show. And I think, Jacob, you are now connected. I am connected. And so you are talking. Uh, you're out on the airways as well. We have yet to see if we can get um, a listener. So we're going to work on that now. Let's see. Now, there's. A, I just hit the button. Uh, so let's see if we have line two is on the air. Are you be able to hear me, line two? No? Let me see. I hit that button. Let's try that. Are you able to hear me, line two? Let's see if we can find a way to get our listener on line two. We're trying on the direct line. Mike? Not able to. Oh, Mike is giving us a call in. Let's see. That's that bright button. Uh huh. Now let's see if we can get Mike on the air. Mike is going to join our adventure tonight. Uh, he's going to be instructive to tell us. Mike, are you there? 
Are we talking with Mike? Hello, Mike. No, that's not Mike, as far as I can tell. There was a sound there for a moment. Were you talking, Jacob? Okay. No. Okay, Harold is giving us a call. Everybody's tuning in to try to help us oh. here. Is that you, Harold? So, is everything better now? Is that you, Harold? Oh, I got echo. Is this Harold? Hello? Can you hear me? Someone I'm call back. Someone is going to call back. He said he can't hear me. Uh, so he wasn't able. But he, I did hear his voice on the phone, but uh, he was not able to hear me. You are part of a grand radio experiment this evening here on KSLR. We are um, trying to figure out how to use this brand new, incredibly beautiful board that is spread out in front of me. All the buttons and all the knobs and all the s- slide controls, they're all here. Uh, we just, okay, uh, Jacob can only be heard as he is uh, coming through my microphone. So that's, they've been able to ascertain that, that somehow Jacob is, uh, okay, let's, I mean, I'm going to turn every, oh, well, that doesn't help. Let's see, I'm trying to turn everything I know how to turn on, get every light on the board working. Talk to you. Studio. Okay, here we go. Let's that. Hello. Can you hear me at all? I hear you perfectly mm. fine. All right. Uh, Th- does that help? I heard you through my yeah, my uh, headphone that time. Yeah. Actually, I'm not going to ask the tamper with anything, but you can hear me okay right now. Right? All right. Well, I can hear you just fine, Jacob. So you and I can have a conversation. Let's listen. How about you and I do some radio? What do you think? Well, only if you insist. Let's take your question tonight. I think there's a reason that you brought that up. Yes. Why uh, or where in the Bible is the first command, the first time that God, the creator, the, the true and living God of the universe, as he begins to involve himself in directly in time and space, speaking to and dealing with uh, human beings. Uh, we're talking about Abraham now, uh, Jacob and Isaac. He begins to well, relate th- to these what people. What I really focused on is your question when was when did that God designate where the temple was supposed to be? Where the temple was the supposed temple, to be? Or the temple. No, the. The. Okay. Oh, I'm going to guess. I mean the one with the banners and the lights and the cameras, everything. Have we already read about it? Is, uh, it, is it in the book oh, of Genesis? Oh, that's not fair. You're supposed to answer. Oh, okay. I, I'm trying to answer. Let okay. me see. Because, uh, okay. Is it in the book of Genesis? Give us that hint. No. Oh, okay. All right, all right. Well, why wouldn't your question come from the book of Genesis? You're trying to the back door, aren't you? Yeah, I am. I am. Okay, look, let's say this. Do you know of any stories you can think of where God tells somebody where a temple ought to be or they ought to build a temple? Well, I remember the story when God uh, tells David. Aha. Uh-huh. That's what I'm trying to get to. In the book of uh, what, First Kings? It, 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 well, uh, yeah, it's uh, Samuel and Kings is where uh, David comes up. Okay. Okay. And he says, well, you can't build a temple, David, because you've got unclean hands. You know, you've that's been right. running around killing. You're a man of war, right? So Solomon built it. So we all tend to think that's it. That is not correct. That's not the first time? Absolutely not. 
Okay, but it's not in Genesis. It is definitely in Genesis. Well, long. that's what I was asking you. Okay, well, so, okay. Right. but see, first I wanted to qualify. That here. makes it relevant to the radio program. We just finished reading chapters. Mm. T- yes, we did. And it's, it's, in the, it's in the chapters we read for this evening. This evening? Hmm. When well, was... Well, I'll tell you, it's only because we've only used up half the show trying to get the stuff working. <laughs> let's, let's just quickly, and I'll okay, let's talk about Okay, I'm trying to remember. It. Where... Oh, where was it then that God tells someone that a temple is going to be built in the book of Genesis? Mm, I'm trying to think. I'm trying to think. No. Um, I, I, I. Can you give us another hint? Yes, I can. It's in the reading for tonight. Okay. Uh, I mean, but could you tell us uh, maybe who he told? He actually told Abraham. He told Isaac. He told Jacob. Really? Yes. See, I, the reason I'm posing this is because it is relevant, because it is tonight. And everybody asks, they say, hey, when did the temple, one guy come up with this idea about the temple, and everybody says David, except, you know, the Jews, of course. Um, but it's actually, would you like to see it? Yes. Okay, I'm talking about where it's written, not the temple. Yes. <laughs> yeah, I'd love to see that temple. Okay. All right, first, let's turn to chapter 28 in Genesis. I think this is a good trip, and I'll tell you why. And as I said at the beginning of the show, when we were not on the air... Uh, You said a lot of brilliant things when we were not on the air. Well, that might be a bit much. I was just astounded. Yeah, well, I don't don't know if that's a compliment of me or you. (laughs) Chapter 28, right? You said 28? I did say 28. But actually, I want to say everything I'm saying is, you know, just what I understand and I personally agree with. But just because I say it doesn't necessarily make it You mean you agree with your own opinion? I am an expert in my own opinion. okay. Yeah, but I will say this is from ancient Jewish thought and teachings and sources, and everything I'm saying is really from that source. That doesn't mean anybody has to agree with me or that I'm necessarily right, but as I say, I'm an expert in my own opinion. Now, if you go to chapter 28, may I ask you first to look at 28.11. Is this Jacob as he is on his way back down from living with Laban? No. He's not? No. This is on his way up. Um, well, wait. No, okay. Yep, he's on his way up to... Uh... Well, he's going down to Laban. Okay. That, that's why I couldn't answer the question, because whenever in the Bible, whenever you go up, you go to Israel. Whenever you go down, you leave Israel. Oh, okay. When I said up, I meant going north. Yeah, see, and I, that's why I had trouble with you. Okay, and he's going north. But okay, for a Gentile, he's going north. <laughs> he's going up. And okay, for a... For uh, our Jewish okay. friends, they're going well, down, right? Well, okay, listen. Okay. Israel. Going north. Okay, Israel is always up. Any place else is always down. Okay. okay. So now. Jacob is going north. Yes. He's fleeing from his brother Esau. He is. And he's going north. That's where he'll meet Laban. He'll meet Rachel. Yeah, but, but let's talk about okay. the temple. All right. Um, so he's he go, at 2811, would you be so kind as to read what your version says? So Jacob came to a certain place and stayed there all night because the sun had set. And he took one of the stones of that place and put it at his head, and he lay down in that place to sleep. 
Right. Then he dreamed. Yeah. Well, before you go the ladder. No, no. Okay. Be, no, before that, I want to talk about the place. Jacob's ladder. No, okay. I, well, we're going to get there. We want... are climbing, Jake. Yeah. Well, let's see if we are or I not. You wanted me to sing. Uh, well, so. that's an honest mistake. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. That's, that's, okay. Eleven says in your version it says he went to or he found or he encountered. Right. Yes. Uh-huh. Well, that word in Hebrew. The word, let's say, encountered. He encountered the place. The word encountered actually can be translated to the word prayer. Isn't that interesting? And then if you look real close, it says, and you're looking in 11, it says he found the place. Now, let me ask you one thing. He says, now, Jacob went out from Beersheba, which is the southern tip, the southern uh, part of what became Canaan, right? So it's down in the southern so that would mean he's passing up toward Jerusalem. And we're going to actually confirm that more astoundingly than you even know. All right. Well, I'm, but I'm, I'm on the right wavelength here then. You okay. are not only on the right, right, right wavelength, I'm beginning to think the Holy Spirit's talking to you. Oh, him. my, Lance. Goodness. Uh-huh. All right. Go okay. for it. Now, but what it says is he found the place. Uh-huh. What place? Yeah, he came what to a certain place. place. Uh-huh. Okay, no, well, a certain place. See, it's telling you the place. Well, it was obviously a, some kind of a campground. Absolutely campground. absolutely not. Well, he says he stayed there overnight. No, he slept there. It doesn't say it's a campground. The sun has right, set. What I'd like okay. to point out is in 28.11. All right. It says, when it uses the word, actually, a better word probably in English would be encountered. And that word can be found or encountered, but it can actually be a Hebrew word for prayer. And then it says, the place. Okay. We, you're supposed to ask yourself, what place? does it say. Well, the answer is... No, it does say he came to a certain place. It doesn't, it's uh, not just kind of casual. It's, it's a... In other words, there's something important well, what, about this what, place. What, okay, right? what place? I think it was the place where the temple was to be built. You are so just good. I, this is shot in the dark. But well, you know. I don't know about shot in the dark, but you are good. Okay. Okay, and let me tell well, you. Well, it was the dark because it said the sun had set. Uh-huh. So it was a it shot was, in the okay, dark. shot in the dark. Okay. <laughs> All right, good. No, excellent. So, just so good. If we might look, we don't have to look at it unless you want to read it. Okay. He's founding the place. He's going to the place. What place? It's the place. It comes up in uh, Genesis 22, 2. Okay. It, it's the same place. It's mentioned. And what took place there? Well, let me go look. Okay. Let me see. Is, is the radio still working? Uh, Take he... now your son, your only son, Isaac, ah. Abraham, is being tested. Ah. And whom you have loved, and go to the land uh-huh. of Moriah and uh-huh. offer him there as a burnt offering uh-huh. on one of the mountains. Right. The one of the mountains of which I will show, well, I'll show you, and it's you. Mount Moriah. Mount Moriah. Aha. Uh-huh. Now, that's the place. Jacob, Mount Moriah is Zion? Is, is wait, wait, wait. Let's, let's, not, confuse Moriah, the, let's uh, not confuse the audience. No. First things first. Abraham takes Isaac to the place right. where he's going to offer him. But you notice, remember, uh, it doesn't say slaughter him. doesn't say kill him. It says raise it, bring him up as an offering. That's a little technical difference, but we'll just say it's the place. That's our focus at this moment. So he takes him to the place. And, and offer him there as a burnt okay, offering sorry. on one of the now, mountains. Okay, which but I that's, that's where Jacob is. Okay. So he goes, and that's when he's telling you, well, I went to the place. What place? Well, the place where Isaac was supposedly supposed to be taken. Okay. Now, so we've got Abraham and Isaac going there. And Jacob obviously knows where it's at because he finds the place. All right. 
Now, that place in the future will be the place where David, that you're referring to, builds the first temple, or he has Solomon build it. Is that a fact? So what we have learned tonight, here right in front of us and the engineers who are sitting in here to make sure the radio keeps working, we have learned that before Exodus, before everywhere, everybody knew where God's temple was going to be, and I'm going to prove it to you right now. Long before David. Uh, Long before David. Now, if you'll be so kind, if you'll look at... uh, uh, I'm sorry. Look it down just for a moment. Uh, let's well, let's work our way up to it so it makes more sense. Okay. Uh, look look at first of all. He says in twenty eight, thirteen and fourteen. Uh huh. You see that? I see it. Okay. And he, God makes a promise, doesn't he? Uh. Let me see if I see a promise in here. Then it, uh, you're talking about chapter 28, verse 13. Uh-huh. Okay. He says, almost, I am the Lord. Of, uh-huh. okay. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father, and the God of Isaac. Uh, you know, Isaac is Abraham's um, son, uh, the son of promise, the land on which you lie. Uh-huh. That's the land of Israel. Okay, now the land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Aha! Uh-huh. Now keep reading. Also, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. Okay, I want you to pause there. Now, he, what he's doing is repeating the same. So did you guys complain about everybody treats you like dirt? You're actually, is that where that comes from? Actually, you're going. You're a little closer than than you think. So, but if you look closely, um, that's look at the. If you look at the promise, he's reiterating, restating the promise to Abraham. Yeah. But uh, in Abraham, it's actually uh, it actually says that he will, and this is and this is in Genesis twenty two seventeen. Uh huh. The only difference between these two promises is this: it says to Abraham, Abraham, I'm going to make you like the, all the stars in the sky and the sands of the sea. Now I've heard many explanations, and I even heard John Hagee give one recently. And and, I, and certainly I respect his opinion. My take of that, based on other old writings, is a little different. When the Jews followed the Torah, they shine like the stars. See, the issue is not numbers of how many. Both of them are numerous. There's numerous stars. There's numerous sands on the sea. When they obey the Torah, they shine like the stars. They're still numerous, but they shine like stars. But if they do not obey the Torah, they're still numerous but they're like the dust, and people walk on them. Wow, I was right. Yes, you were right. That's, uh, kinda. Well, no, you're right. I, I'm giving you. Well, it, it says here, too, uh, that you shall, uh, I will multiply your descendants uh, as the stars of the heaven, as the sand which is on the seashore, uh-huh. and your descendants shall possess the gate of your enemies, uh-huh. their enemies. Okay. In your seed, all the nations of the earth right. shall be blessed because uh-huh. you have obeyed right. my voice. Yes. Now, when we get over to 28 for this night, tonight's portion, we see that Jacob is re- the same promise is reiterated. And it says that this will be given to your descendants. And it goes on to say something remarkable. And 28:15 it says, behold, God's talking. I am with you. I will guard you wherever you go. He's telling Jacob. And we'll bring you back. Wait, to this. wait, okay, okay, wait, okay, wait. Okay, 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 okay. If you're gonna, if you're gonna not right. eat the meal, don't buy, don't order it. Okay, okay. Um, <laughs> he says, "I will wherever you go," and they are in Israel. Uh-huh. 
Uh-huh. It's clearly saying, hey, you're going somewhere else. You're fulfilling the original okay. thing to Abraham, and you're going to be the one doing it. And it only uses the word dust or dirt. So now it goes on. Now, I know, now I'll go ahead and read the rest of it. And I will bring you back to this land. Uh-huh. For I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. There you go. Now, the point is that God said, I'm going to send you out of here, like I told Abraham. And while you're out, you know, you'll be sort of like the dirt. People will be walking on you because there will be those times when you don't follow the Torah. And, but I will bring you or your descendants back. So what God is telling him right here, this is the beginning of the temple. Now, let's go on and see what you and I and the audience can discover together. Teacher, teacher, can I ask a question? Uh, I thought you wanted to go to the restroom. (laughs) The one, yeah. Okay. Now, this is Jacob in Uh, chapter 28 of Genesis. This is Jacob. He's heading north, getting away from Esau. Okay. I didn't say up. I didn't Uh, say down. I used the word north. Uh, and so he tells him, uh, "You're wherever you go." Is he talking to Jacob, or is he talking? Is this prophetic in the sense of all the prophetically the nation of Israel? Okay, he says. If you look at the sentence, it says, "To you and your descendants." Yeah. Uh huh. So. Now. Okay, but I, but I can't tell if he's telling Jacob, you know, you're going to leave uh, this country. Yeah, and you're going to yeah. go. But I'm going to bring you back to this land, for I will not leave you until I have done what I have spoken to you. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the, I, I was just kind of seeing the broader picture of mm-hmm. is he talking to the nation, the people group of the future he's, that would come he, from He's Jacob? talking to Israel. Talk yeah, to he's, ta- he's talking to Israel and all the 12 tribes because... His name isn't Israel yet, but... Okay. Oh, he's talking to Jacob, and Jacob has 12 sons that become the 12 nations or 12 tribes of Israel. Uh-huh. And they certainly, as we know, they get spread around the world. Sort of like dirt, dust is around the world. So would this apply to them that I will bring you back? Uh, That's the way that they've always understood it. Okay, okay. And so therefore, God himself will bring him back to the spot. But let's go back and we're going to, before we finish this, let's go back and take a look at what you would like to start with is about the stones. That was back in Uh, verse, uh, let's see. Up the top here, okay. Uh Uh-huh. He laid his head down on a stone to sleep. He took one of the stones Uh, of that place uh and put it at his head, Uh and he lay down in that place to sleep. That could not have been very comfortable. Okay, well, let me read this, actually, what it technically says. It still captures the same idea, and that's fine. But this is what it technically says. It says, uh, in 11, he encountered the place, and he spent the night there because the sun had gone down or set. He took from the stones of the place and arranged them around his head. And he lay down with his head on a stone at this place. So you see, it works out about the same, except he's putting these stones around his head. Now, what symbolism could that possibly be? Well, you, you <laughs> my mind is a very fertile mind, and so I would think, Something about getting stoned. Uh, I don't know. That's what you consider fertile. <laughs> I don't know. I, I know. I know another term for fertilizer. Anyway, all right, that's bad. Huh? Okay, that was a terrible guess. But it, okay. so what came to my my uh, my brain? Okay, so what what would that bring okay. to mind? All right, now listen. Around his head? Let me ask you. That, and I want to say that there are many oh, very geez. clever and sophisticated Christian thoughts, Very and even in the Jewish world, there's different thoughts. The one I think is 
more correct is this. Actually, one of the famous Jewish writers would say, well, that was to protect him from dangerous animals. Well, that doesn't make sense, does it? Because they could still get his body, right? Okay. Okay. But if we look at the promise, this takes place, it's a reiteration of what was said to Abraham. Okay. Now, you'll find this. Does Jacob know this was said to Abraham? Of course. Okay. So what we... What we got here is that we are looking at that, but and he's taking the stones and putting them around his head. Well, so now we can get our information, since he says the place, we we can look back at Genesis twenty two nine. And Abraham, what does it say in twenty two nine? It says he built an altar. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Ah, these may be the stones that Abraham built as the altar, you see. Now, and he's putting them around his head, and I'm going to suggest for just simplicity purposes, we are looking at Jacob. Takes the stones that were built at well, the altar? Well, he's, his head is placed again on an altar, just like Isaac. Oh. You see? So we're getting this repetition and this teaching. We're saying he went to the place, or what place, where Isaac was going to be offered. And then Jacob goes to the place, and he puts it around his head. So what he's doing is he's actually saying, I'm doing this. And remember this, that when uh, Jacob, I'm sorry, when Isaac, Isaac, by the way, is the only one of the three patriarchs of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob that never left the land of Israel. And he only has one name, Isaac. Everybody else left the land of Israel, and they have two names. There's a message to this, but we're going to get to it. But right now, so he's going back, and he looks at uh, this place, and then not, and then he has this ladder, right? Okay, yeah. Okay. So we got like almost like is a this rep- a dream? The the dream he uh, had a or vision? A, vision or? a dream, sure. And, and he what, dreamed, yeah. And he dreams, but let's take a close look at the language. It says, "And he dreamed, and behold, a ladder was set on the earth." Now look at what it says first. Mm-hmm. Set on the earth, and it reached to the top towards heavenward, right? And angels were going up and down, ascending and descending. Now, there's many great thoughts, and any of them could be right. doesn't mean I'm right, of course, but I am an expert in my own opinion. I have heard that. And so it starts off, it goes from heaven, I mean, actually from earth to heaven, and it begins by saying angels ascend. In some Jewish thoughts, and this is just one offering, which I think is good, prayers are basically carried by angels. Okay. So the angels go up. The blessings come down. Ascending and descending. Uh-huh. Angels going up and down. So the angels are up, taking them and bringing back blessings, that kind of thing. Okay. Now, now, how we know this turns out to be exactly where Isaac was and Mount Moriah, where the temple would be built, which became Jerusalem. Look at the end of uh, chapter 28, and let's go down to uh, verses um, 28, 22. All right. And look what it says. And this stone which I have set as a Ah, the stone. The stone that Uh, his head is resting on? Exactly. Okay. And this stone which I have set as a pillar shall be God's house. The house of God. And of all that you give me, I will surely give a tenth to Ah, you. Ah, what we're saying is... This is the house of God, the temple. He set up the the pillar, so when David knew that he was going to build the temple, he knew where to go to build the temple, because it's all written down for him. In fact, if it says, 
Oh, I know the music. I'm sorry, are we at the end right now? We're at the end of this segment. We'll come back. We'll take, hopefully, Harold's call. We'll learn how to take phone calls. You can give us a call. We'll try to get through to you. 340-9585. We'll come back to the Bible Live. If you need to- Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. This is the Bible Live with Soapy Dollar. Uh, I think I'm on air. Am I on air? See if we can get him. Well, now I'm totally off myself. Okay, Jacob, come on, baby. Talk to me. Can you hear me? No. No, I can't hear anything either. All right. We don't hear Jacob. So, all right. After well, that. Whatever you two are fixing didn't work so well. <laughs> well, you don't know. Maybe it did work. Oh, I see. <laughs> whatever you two and fixed worked. Yeah, there worked. you go. Now I, you're there. Yeah, okay. Okay. Now uh, let's just, just, just leave it real John. It is number four, John, uh, by the way. Okay. All right. Um, uh, Soapy? Yes, indeedy. Okay, okay. Look, I just wanted to finish this up with one thing. Sure. 20, 28 19. And he, Jacob, named the place Bethel. Bethel means house of God. Beth is house. El is God. God. Uh-huh. And so he named it the house of God. In fact, it says he rose early in the morning. He took the stone and placed the, that he had placed around his head, set it up as a pillar. He All pour, right. And he poured an oil offering on it, uh-huh. And he named the place House of God. Then in the last verse it says, hey, this is the stone I've set up as a pillar. So we know from the very beginning, and this is the history, and this kind of puts it in context and I think helps understanding, I think. You've got Abraham and Isaac, uh-huh. same place. You've got Jacob, same place, and he's calling House of God. And you got the letter, and that's like prayers, where you go to pray. And then... And then, later, you get David building the temple there, Solomon, actually. And then, of course, after that, the other. Mount Moriah. Uh, Yes, uh uh-huh. So, actually, what you've got is where the temple was and always was, was there long before the Exodus. Very it, it makes sense to me. I, I I don't see any particular problem, and I. It's just that we read it, as I've as I've said many times before, Jacob. We uh, we Gentiles, I, and I don't mean this in any kind of. I I'm, who knows? I, I look. I'm just a little. I'm Apache Indian. I'm I'm totally out of the loop in terms of, like major people groups and all that sort of thing, but, uh, we Gentiles, we who are don't have this this heritage that you guys have you've been dealing with these these books and these passages for centuries and centuries and so you have that that insight 
that we we don't connect that automatically. We just read this as well, the story of this guy who's yeah. going north, flying, right. getting away from his brother. I understand. And he has this special experience. And, I understand. And so, but we don't connect it to the other. And and may I say this first to of our, all to our to our laws. The Christian world, of course, has Jesus, and that's the important thing. We agree on that, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure. All right. So that's the important thing. However. These things help understand things, but I will tell you, and I'm going to say this, I don't think if, certainly the Christian world has had the Bible for, well, this is 19, uh, almost 2,000 years. So there's been plenty of time to read this. But I think if I may say, and I'm not looking to cast aspersions on anybody, but I don't think it's the Christian world so much as it is the failure of the Jewish world to say, look, this is the words here. Look at these words. This is the story. See, it's telling a story. And so they haven't really shared the story. Now, having said that, I also want to say that I understand why. Because Jews learn throughout the history as they're sort of a dust here. You tell a story, somebody's going to throw a rock at you. Uh, there you go. So they have learned, in fact, during uh, uh, periods in history, under the Babylonians, later under the Romans, if you had the Torah, if you had to circumcise your kids, if you had a Jewish calendar, you it was a death penalty. And under the uh, under uh, who was the guy who started with a C? Uh, the famous, not Cornelius, but the Constantine. Okay. Uh, under him, they had a death penalty. Anybody that converted to Judaism, and the person that taught them and they converted, they both died. So. The Jews have learned, okay, all right, we're not going to do a lot of evangelization here because it doesn't work out so well. Uh So uh, that, okay, that may be a reason, an explanation. At the same time, this is things that they've read, they've shared, they've understood, and the Bible's been in the hands of, let's say, the Christians for 2,000 years. Yeah, but we don't put together the pieces like you do. It isn't as personal. It's not family members. It's not, uh, and I'm not, again, I, I have no particular. I, I'm just telling you how how enriched we all are, uh, as as you would share that those insights. It simply reinforces our understanding and our faith, and we can see here in the book of Genesis what we've talked before. Is the book of Genesis is a book of beginnings. It's the book where God is beginning to lay down the principles and the infrastructure that that is going to be that are going to be the principles and the infrastructure upon which he's going to build the redemptive plan of God. Even tonight, you look at chapter 28, uh, he says, uh, your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth, you shall spread abroad to the west and to the east, right. to the north and to the south. And listen, and in you and in your seed, mm-hmm. all the families of the earth will be blessed. I see that uh, as Messiah, that all the families of the earth, every people group, every nation, every language group of the world. is. May I strengthen your position? Please. Okay, and I'm sorry. I'm going to be honest with you. This is so loud. I, I'm holding these up like this because it's so loud. It's, well, I can't. John is on the war. Uh, but here is the deal. If I might say, because tonight begins with chapter 21, correct? Right. Right. And so... What is the story in chapter 20, tonight's reading, that was where we're supposed to start? And we're talking about, and the one I want to point attention to is the girl, the lady, Hagar. Everybody says Hagar. That is correct. Uh, this, I'm going to teach you Hebrew, Sophie. I'm going to teach you Hebrew. I think you've already taught me a little uh, bit. Okay. Well, I know. But we'll just pretend. Okay. Okay. The word ha 
in Hebrew is the. The. Ha. And Ger is stranger. Her, that's not her name. That's her title. She's the stranger. The stranger. Now, this is and interesting. no one stranger than Hagar. Well, and now I want to show you something in chapter 21. Now, because you just said it's meant for everybody. The reason the Torah was not given in the confines and the boundaries of Israel, because it was never meant just for the Jews. It was given in Sinai. It, yeah. Okay, but outside, that, outside of Canaan, yeah. Well, there is no, there's yeah. no such thing as Canaan. It's Israel. Okay, okay, uh, whatever. Yeah, uh, oh, but but that's what you meant. Right? It's like that mythical place they call Palestine. <laughs> is that what you meant? Yes, Did I mean it's outside the boundaries of Israel. Okay. Had they given it to in inside Israel, somebody could say, well, that's for the Jews living in that land. It was given someplace else, so it was understood for everybody. And not it was given before a great number of different people groups. Uh, well, okay. Represent, uh, right? Let's follow that thought. Okay. As you leave, as they left Exodus in chapter 12 of Exodus, and this is not our portion tonight, mm-hmm. but um, it says that they left, left with a mixed multitude. So they all were not descendants of Jacob, right? right? Exactly. But as they go through the desert and out in the desert, the wilderness, they get the Torah. Okay? Okay. Now, by the time they get to the boundaries of Israel, you never hear this so-called mixed multitude mentioned again. Forty years later, right? It's actually 38, but who's counting? who's counting? But the point is that they are no longer mentioned. Why? Because they're no longer mixed multitude. Now they're all part of Israel. Okay. Now, that's the idea. So they do. It's for everybody. Now, but let's go back to Hagar because there's something fantastic here. And that's part of our portion. And and uh, look in chapter 21, if you'd be so kind. Uh-huh, I am very kind. Okay, so let's start this. <laughs> I'm kind of kind. Okay, look at <laughs> verse 14. Okay. And the reason I'm doing this is because we've had, instead of a bunch of questions, is because of our technical sure. problems. Tonight. So Abraham rose early in the morning and took bread and a skin of water and putting it on her shoulder, uh-huh. he gave it to the boy, Ishmael, he gave it along he with gave the boy. it and the boy. Yeah, along with the boy. Along yeah. with the boy to Hagar, uh-huh. to this stranger, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> the title, and sent her away. Uh-huh. Then she departed and wandered in the wilderness of Beersheba. Where have we decided Beersheba is? The southern end of... We are learning a story. It's telling you a story. And, and Hagar's the stranger. She's not a Jew. Right. Uh-huh. True. Let's go on for a moment. Do we understand later that she's Egyptian? Uh, yes. Okay. Okay. So, but let's go on for a moment. Let's take a look. Now, uh, and there's something fantastic here. First of all, I want to ask you, why would Abraham, this is his son, this is Hagar, why would he send her out with just a skin of water? I want to give her a couple of donkeys, lots of food and water. Uh-huh. 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 Well, it was all part of the plan. Okay. The understanding is this bottle of water was meant that you drink so much as you travel. Okay. And when you run out of water, you're out there. And Uh you're supposed to be where God was going to meet her. Now, having that thought in mind, let's take a look at verse 16. God's going to meet you when you run out of water. Yeah. Yeah, That's a good thing to tell somebody in the desert. Uh Uh-huh. Well, keep going. Look at, read 16. Okay. Then she went. Hagar went. Well, actually, I just want to say in 15, it says the water was consumed and then through 16. The water was used up. She placed the boy under one of the shrubs. Then she went Uh and sat down across from him at a distance of about a bow shot. For she said to herself, let me not see the death of the boy. Mm -hmm. So she sat opposite him 
and lifted her voice and wept. Now, that's a sympathetic picture, isn't it? It certainly is. Okay. Evidently, are we supposed to think God's not touched by this? Because look at the next verse. And God heard the voice of the lad. Ah. Then the angel of God called to Hagar out of heaven and said to her, What ails you, Hagar? Now, listen, listen to that. We get the story. Didn't God get the story? She's sitting over here, and she put her bra over there because I can't stand to see him die. I can't stand the pain. And so God appears and says, well, I hear the boy crying, but what troubles you, Hagar? Well, this is the, uh, God heard the voice of the lad. He says, then the angel of God called, which called to Hagar. What, maybe the angel was out. Well, of whoever it is. <laughs> well, that would be interesting to know who is this angel of God. Okay. What ails you, Hagar? Fear not, for God has heard the voice of the lad okay. where he is. Now, that's interesting. It's making a big point telling us that she's crying about the death of her child. But God is hearing the voice of the lad. Yeah. And he even, and this angel, that's an angel of God, says, What's bothering you? What troubles you, Hagar? Have you ever stopped and thought about what this is talking about? This is where she converts from being a well, pagan. Well, see, like I said, we Gentiles... We oh, just, you're not no, a Gentile. You're on. Jewish. No, okay, I, I'll admit that now. But but we're not accustomed to trying to figure out what things mean. We're reading a story here, and it makes perfect sense. As we don't really need to ask, what does that mean? Well, of course, they're out there. She's mourning. She's crying, and oh. and the boy's evidently crying out too. And God right. says He hears the voice of his suffering. Uh, Rise, lift up the lad, and hold him with your hand. For I will make him a great nation. Okay. I mean, in other words, you could just read that. What kind of a, a mother? Yeah. What kind of a mother puts her child over there to just die, and she goes away because it hurts her too much to hear the baby cry? That's not a person that has God. That's a pagan, and she doesn't understand. God is saying, "Hagen, what's bothering you? What are you over here under this bush? Your boy is dying. Get up." Act like a person that believes in a real Lift God. Lift up the lad and hold him with your hand. Go over there and you sit by him. If your child is truly dying, you're with him. You don't abandon him because it hurts you too much. And God opened her eyes. Yes. And, and she, she saw, saw a well. well. The well is, by the way, the well is an acronym. It's a, a way of saying basically the temple. And this is not. Now, I'm gonna, I want to show you something. Then she went, well, it's not well, an acronym only because she actually went and filled the skin with water I from that well. Yes, I understand. And, and, and if, you, if you read it, if you read it that way, that's exactly that's what that means. You read it. Well, but I what I'm saying is, yeah. but you know, let me ask you a question. If your child was dying, you would you... think that they're in the same place? Well, that's what you're saying? Well, I'm saying something else. I'm talking, I'm talking about how a person stops being a pagan and starts being a believer in the God of love. Okay. Because... Uh, if your child was dying, would you just close him in this room, go down the hall, and say, you know, it's just bothering you too much to let him die. Just let him die by himself. Oh, gosh, don't even bring that up. Okay, well, that's crying. my point. And God is saying, what troubles you, Hagar? Your child is dying. I hear the child. Act like a real mother. Go over there. And she had to learn about love. And when she learned she the right thing to do, exactly, yeah. it's total selfishness. And in many religions... <laughs> And indeed, some many of the religions from the Middle East, other than Jewish stuff, it's based on, frankly, selfishness. Now, when she starts learning how to do this, the well becomes a symbol for the temple, and she can drink, of course. 
But we go on, and then, of course, when Abraham dies, there's two people that's mentioned at his funeral. Do you know who that is? It's okay if you don't, because it's... It's... That's... That, who, who... Of his sons. Oh, that's Moses. Back in Moses' time. Right? No. No, Abraham dies, and the two boys that attended are... Um, Abraham, come on. Okay, okay I, I'll go find it. Okay. I, I'll get serious about this. I thought you were going to give me the answer. I am. I'll Abraham, give it to you. Abraham, death and burial, chapter 25. Uh -huh. I said Keturah, Abraham and Keturah. Wait a minute. That's not who... That's not... I said his sons. Oh. There were two of his sons? Yes. Oh, well, that had to be Ishmael and Isaac. There... No, not Isaac. Not Isaac? Yes, Isaac. I'm joking with you. Okay. Don't do that. Okay, but look. what it says. So who shows up? Now, wait a minute. we got to stop and ask ourselves something. What verse are you reading? I'm reading chapter 25, verse 1. He took a wife, and her name was Keturah. Okay, but before you go, I know where you're going. But before you do that, who was at the funeral? Okay. The sons. Abraham. Okay. This is the sum of the years of Abraham. Abraham Look at verse 9. Okay. Abraham breathed his last and died in good old age uh, and gathered to his people. And his sons, Isaac and Ishmael, buried him. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Didn't we just hear that Hagar is out in the desert, sent away with? Ishmael. Aha. Uh -huh. Now we know why. And she got him a wife from among the Egyptians. Okay, I'll forget that for a moment. Oh. It's it's Isaac and Ishmael are there, and Ishmael and his mother just went off in the desert. Remember, and then she, he God says, "What's bothering you?" I started acting like a real human being, okay. believe in a real God of love. All right, act like a mother. All right. Now, it suddenly we know when they die, they're rejoined. Ishmael and Isaac's rejoined, and then you keep well, wanting to tell us. Does that some, mean Ishmael came home for the funeral? They, they he came home for the funeral. Well, but, or were they always living there? Well, we're going to answer that because you're dying to tell people about Keturah. So tell us well, about kinda. it. Well, uh, I, I think I've seen the research and so on that Keturah, or Keturah uh -huh. is Hagar. Uh -huh. It's right, because Hagar is the stranger. She hasn't got a name. And tell us what? She leaves her pagan Egyptian gods. And then she becomes more or less a, a part of Israel. And she learns that the God is a God of life and love, not God of death. You don't kill people to get to heaven, that kind of stuff. Uh -huh. So she's truly, now she's got a name. And that word, Kithra, comes from a word in Hebrew that means beautiful incense. So what that means is that now her deeds were like beautiful incense because now she's left the pagan gods that are all built on selfishness. She knows how to love and care for She's somebody else. Right with the true and living God. Yeah. Exactly. Now, that's what this story is about. And the reason it's so important is exactly what you said. It is for everybody. It was never intended just for Jews. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, this, this whole redemptive plan that we see laid out here, it, it is never just, it's never genetic. It's never just... With, in, in fact, is uh, Jewish Jewish. You're not actually a race. It was more with a people group, and we see all along the way it's a mixed people group. There were all kinds of different 
racial and national people. And then let's say that's all correct. And what is the title of that group? Israel. There you go. So you see, and I'm going to take a position, and I've only got a minute or so, but I want to tell you something. Um, You know in the New Testament, it says all of Israel is not Israel. Well, I know in the Christian world, they tend to read that, that, well, that means all of Israel, some of the guys don't really count because they really don't believe in God or Jesus or whatever. It might have a little bit. It it. might, and i got to respect that opinion because some very good, knowledgeable, scholarly Christians say that. I'm going to offer a different explanation. uh, Well, it was some good, positive, informed, Mm -hmm. godly Hebrews that said it. That's right. But the interpretation application, I think, in my humble opinion, doesn't make me right, but I do think it's right. Uh, This is my opinion. I think it's being misunderstood. I think it's being, it should be misunderstood both of these ways, not just, not just saying all of Israel is Israel. Some of you guys are eliminated. Some Uh of you guys are not truly Israel. Uh You are Jewish by by DNA, Uh by genetic, but you're not. Spirit, you're not Israel from the heart. Mm-hmm. That's one way. You're that's one way. Them. That's one way that I traditionally have heard it explained and that in the Christian. Probably is true. There were. It could be. It could be true, and I would not say that my opinion should be accepted over somebody but I else's. I think what you're fixing to say. What is I'm fixing to well. say is a different meaning. What he's saying is, I look, like we start off with Israel, but other people that become Israel and they're also part of Israel, they're not genetic descendants. And so all Israel is not just Israel. Ah, there you go. That's what I was saying. Yeah. And it means both of those things. Some of you. Well, I, I, I'm not sure that I agree with all of what you say, but that's okay. Because you know what? Uh, believing in God, getting to heaven, being forgiven of sin, doesn't depend on what the definition of that is. I'm just having my opinion. You're having yours. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm trying to make us both have the same opinion. I know you are. Uh, and, and, and for purposes of the show... I love your I love your opinion. <laughs> well, I, I, I yes, I, I love your opinion as well as long as it agrees with mine. <laughs> so, like Henry Ford said, Americans can have any color car they want as long as it's black. <laughs> that's good. That's good. I like it. Well, that's what we're. Sh- I guess that's try- what we're trying to highlight here from the Book of Genesis, and it's been really accentuated tonight by this story and. Oh, there's several things that have been brought out clearly. One is that I keep seeing this pattern, Jacob, Uh of things linked to each other. These aren't just isolated events and happenings and messages that God is giving, but there is a consistency. There is a the continual rolling out of a single narrative and a single message. You know, the, the the true and living God, His plan of redemption for humanity. Mm-hmm. And, and it's beautiful. I like to see the links. I like to see... Well, see, the, I, 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 I agree with you. And, and that's why I was trying, and I know I had to kind of hurry along yeah. because of our technical problems. And I know we didn't get to go through some of the questions, and I'm sorry about that. But I still think it's valuable because, as you said, uh, we start to see a story. It's a story. And, and basically saying... cycles of the same story, over, kind of being over and over again emphasized. Uh, 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 constantly. And so, remember, Isaac is the only Jew that never left Israel. Okay. So you've got the story of Abraham and Isaac. They both go to the place. When Jacob has to run, he goes to the place. And he builds something that appears to be an altar, doing exact replicating. Now, remember this. When 
the on the mountain when uh, Jake, uh, Abraham takes him up on the mountain as Moriah. Moriah, but well, there's there's some question if he was told to slaughter him or not. But let's say, but there's a knife he holds over his head. Remember this? Well, whatever the question is, whether he was told to or not, yeah. he understood it that way. He understood it that way. Yeah. And uh, the sages and everybody seem to say, well, he's kind of misunderstanding because God never said they said raise him, grow him up as an offering. But okay, okay. okay but anyway, the point is, remember, there's a knife that Abraham's holding. Okay. Uh, that knife from Hebrew is based on the same word of. Uh, Bethlehem, or Bethel and Bethlehem. Uh-huh. In other words, house of bread. And if you take a look at the picture itself, what's going on, and this gets the idea, Isaac, every Jew in the world, and everybody that would become part of Israel, is actually embodied at that moment in That's Isaac. True. It's in Isaac. Exactly so right. if you kill Isaac, you wipe out everybody. But God stops the knife, and he says this. He says, look, there will always be a knife over you, but I will protect you. I will never let the knife kill you. That's the meaning of the story. Well, I would add to it <laughs> that the reason everything was bound up in Isaac is because Isaac was this son of promise, and it was through Abraham and Isaac, as he says, that he's going to bring the ultimate the solution to the sin problem, and that is Messiah himself. The Redeemer, not a Messiah, uh, these saviors, these pictures. I think we can agree we're talking about Jesus, aren't we? Jesus Jesus is there. What is it? What happened? And and there there we see him protecting protecting the descendants and the lineage, Uh, the the redemptive lineage. Right. Because if Isaac were killed... Hey, there's no God there's still no would have done something. He'd just I, have to I, find I another way. So. Yeah. You're right, you're right. That's what C.S. Lewis says as well. By today, 22nd of November, we celebrate uh, the observance the Bible of Live is dedicated to restore the Bible oh. to our culture. That's interesting. We'll be back next week, folks. Don't go away. We'll, uh, join us next week. We'll have every, our act together. You'll know how to join us on the program. Bye-bye. That's Box 18888, San Antonio, Texas, 78218. Hear the entire Bible every year on The Bible Live, weeknights at 9.30 on this great station. Then join Sophie every Sunday evening at 9 o'clock for fun, inspiration, and valuable prizes on The, the Bible, Bible Live Quiz Show. Show. Visit our website, BibleLive.com. That's BibleLive.com for more information about Sophie and The Bible Live broadcast. You may also order materials at the website and make tax-deductible donations to help crew military minister to our military personnel and broadcast the entire Bible every year to America and the world.